0: Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion Podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice, too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need, and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I am like super excited about this episode. You guys know that I've had a lot of like spiritual people on. This gal is like the real deal. I have on Jessalyn, who is a coach and pretty much a spiritual content creator. And she just does a bunch of stuff with mindset and alignment and all this fun stuff like that, that she will talk about. So I'm super excited for us to chat and for you guys to listen. So Jessa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am
1: so excited to be here. And to finally meet your beautiful self in person and to just be in your energy. Thank you.
0: Yes. Thank you. Can you tell my listeners just a little bit more about like who you are as a person? What exactly you do and talk a little bit about your journey to getting to this point? Sure. So who am I as a person? What a big
1: (laughs) question. I'm a seeker. I have always wanted to know more and about everything. So that's who I am as a human being. I am here to learn, to expand, to create, and to really access the depths of our humanness. And what I mean by that, as human beings, we have the opportunity to learn all about being on this earthly plane and what it means to feel and to experience all that being a human has to offer and how to love that. Journey. And I will be honest with you, when I was a kid, that was really hard. At first, I loved life. I was curious. I was the kid in the garden that talked to the trees. I could see the fairies and the spirits. But as you age, people will tell you that stuff's not real. And to keep your mouth shut, if you talk about talking to trees, people are going to think you're crazy. So I started quieting myself, making myself smaller to fit into normal society. And I did that. I went to school and I did the things that I listened to my parents. And then one day I was really unhappy. And in my 20s, oh man, shit went sideways. Needless to say, my life turned upside down. And I have really managed throughout my life to navigate through trauma and struggle and really what it means to love myself without needing to prove it to anyone else, without needing to make anyone else tell me that I'm good enough. And from my 20s, when my life went sideways, I took it as an eye opener and I started seeking again, just like I did as a child in a new way. And that's when I found yoga really is what helped me actually get out of my head and feel my body for the first time. I went to a yoga class, And by the end of the yoga class, I was Kim Kardashian, ugly crying in the corner. And I was like, what is happening? I haven't cried in like years. And the rest is history. I spent the next 10 years of my life figuring out what's happening in my body with this PTSD, with this trauma, with this suffering, that I actually am not able to cry, that I'm not able to feel my feelings. And why do I hate myself so much? And that journey took me into really discovering that you actually can heal all of who you are. And remember the truth that we are love underneath everything else. And that every single one of us deserves to be
0: loved, to love ourselves, and to love each other. That is beautiful. Wow. What a way to start a podcast episode. I feel like I just like entered inside of my soul. I'm just like in a different place now. Because <laughs> like this morning, like I was like, all right, you know, like I have like tons of podcast episodes today, like whatever, it's chill. But like, that was just like, I just went to a different place. I'm not here anymore. Bye, I gotta go. <laughs> but No, I really appreciate you opening up about that because I think that for just a bunch of people, they get so caught up in what society has told them to do. And I think that I released a podcast episode like what two weeks ago, I think it was, about like how we just believe that we're not good enough when we compare ourselves to these standards that are set on us. You just touched on that because I asked them, I was like, why do you think that society has become this way? And they were like, I don't have an answer for that because I don't know. You know, and they're like, I wish it wasn't like this. And I think it's so true because we all have different gifts. We all have different talents. and. Just because it's not conventional doesn't mean it's not right. And so I think that if you had an eye-opening moment where you're like, I have this unconventional gift and I'm going to do something with it, what was sort of your thinking in that moment? Well,
1: it wasn't unfolding. It was learning to trust myself and learning what it means to be curious, to actually get to know myself. Okay, so we go on dates. Throughout life, we're maybe looking for a partner. So we go on dates and we ask these dates these questions, right? We want to get to know if they're the right match for us. But when's the last time you actually dated yourself and got to know yourself? And I'm not just talking about the fun, loving, good vibe version of you. I'm talking about the part of you that you might want to hide, the part of you that you might be a little embarrassed on, or the part of you that's filled with shame, guilt, trauma, Feeling less than. We don't sit with those parts because we've been told to shove those parts down because they don't make us look good. So when I was able to just trust myself that, you know what, there's a lot of people out there telling me what to do, maybe I should try seeing if that actually works for me or not. So what did that curiosity look like for you? It started out with a whole lot of journaling, a whole lot of asking myself questions, and then learning how to watch my mind. So we can ask ourselves questions. And then what happens in the mind is we start to tell ourselves the answer. We start to create a story that fills the question. And it's this practice of learning, wow, my mind creates these wild stories. And just watching the stories and then asking, where did that story come from, right? Not just taking that as the answer, but allowing yourself to listen underneath the story. Ask yourself, what does it feel like to hear yourself say this? So it started mostly in the mind, a lot of ruminating, a lot of questions, a lot of curiosity. And then there was this layer of, and I call this integration and embodiment, is not only are you asking the questions in your mind and getting curious, it's then getting curious in your body what does it feel like to hear myself say this story? Where do I feel that in my body? Am I carrying tension? Am I resisting it? What's going on, right? So it's been learning that we're not just the mind. We're also this beautiful body that can feel emotion. It can feel words. And that stuff is in our body for this lifetime. And we get to start to get curious, not in the mind but also in our body, in our physical sensation, in the energy, in the expansion, the contraction of what it is
0: to be in this human body as part of our guide system. Yes. And I think that a lot of times, I don't know why, but this conversation is so fitting for my life right now. But a lot of times when you're trying to pursue something, when you're trying to find what you love to do, it's like you have these blocks that come up, whether it's External blocks or internal blocks, it's just there, you know. And sometimes you just try and suppress them because you're like, oh, and you know what? No, I don't have to deal with this right now. But then sometimes it goes to the point where it just all comes out into one. And I want to know, sort of like, what is your, I guess, like, best advice on how to deal with those blocks? But also, if you can dive, because obviously, like, I'm not, you know, sort of versed in this. And so, but just can you give more of a description of, if you understand what I'm actually actually talking about, just more of a description of what they are and what they could look like.
1: (sighs) Yeah, thank you. This is so good. This is so juicy. I love this. (laughs) So when we come up against blocks, right? When we feel them externally or internally, often when we feel an external block, we then internalize it and make it mean that something is bad or wrong about us. And it's just learning how to find pleasure in the discomfort. When you find that resistance internally or externally, learning to play with it, learning to allow to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and then allowing yourself to sit with it, allowing the discomfort to expand you into bliss, to expand you into what is here for you. a huge mindset shift to get yourself there is to just begin to see everything as an opportunity, including the blocks. And part of that practice to really harness how to make and to start to see everything as an opportunity is to start a gratitude practice. And I know that sounds so simple, but it is absolutely the number one thing that helped me realize what I love what I'm passionate about, and what lights my soul on fire. Straight up, if I didn't start a gratitude practice 8 years ago, I would not be in the business that I am. I wouldn't love myself as much as I love myself. And I wouldn't have created the
0: magical life that I live. There's just no way. Yes, I am a huge gratitude junkie. I have a whole episode just on gratitude. And I actually aired it twice, a few months like apart, because I was like, people actually need to hear this. And I was getting new listeners. And I was like, you know what, let me just air it again. And so it literally, like you said, helped you to get to where you are today. And I feel the same exact way. I've been doing it for what, four years now? At first, I was like, what am I doing here? And then I got into it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, what did I get myself into? And sometimes for me, it's like that and like journaling just doesn't feel like enough. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll just go to my camera on my phone and I'll turn on video and just like start talking. It's just a different type of release because sometimes it's like with journaling for me, like I love to write, don't get me wrong. But for journaling, sometimes it just feels like it's still stuck in my head, even though I'm writing it down on paper. But if I talk it out, even just to myself, and if I'm just deleting it right afterwards, it's still like it feels so good. I did it last night. I sat there for like 9 minutes like in the dark and I was just like talking to myself and by the end of it I was like sobbing my eyes out because I realized what was just like stuck in me in my soul and I think that yes there are going to be sort of obviously obstacles but sort of like these negative situations that come into your life but it's really how you begin to bring the light into those situations and bring the light into those scenarios because that is sort of the biggest part of it and obviously don't suppress like the negative situation but like balance it with each other for me I know a lot of the time like when I get more spiritual on some days I guess you can call it I don't even know how to describe it I feel like I'm not succeeding as much because I'm sort of like just taking it slow and not doing as much and like there's little things like that so how have you combined or integrated your spiritual practice into your everyday life and how have you sort of done it Because society today is like a hustle, hustle, hustle situation. So how have you been able to, I guess, just be okay with how you run your life versus society? (sighs) Such a
1: good question. I want to speak one to you speaking out what you're going through. The reason that feels so good is because you're literally actually using your body. You're using your diaphragm. You're using your breath. You're using your throat chakra to process. Just like I was saying before, it's all about the embodiment, the integration from the mind. You are literally bringing that energy down into your body. So, like, heck yes to that practice. I do dance. That's like kind of my way of doing it. It's like, oh, I'm feeling scared. And so then I embody what it feels like to be scared and then I expand the body out of it. So, any type of practice that brings it out of the mind into the body is great. That's why journaling is also good because then you're writing it with your hand. One of the things that has really helped me to integrate, to move through these challenges, especially when it comes to letting go of the hustle, is recognizing that one, our system is a male and masculinated dominated system. It's a very patriarchal system, which where we both have masculine and feminine energy, and they can be in balance or out of balance and can change just like the weather. But when the masculine is dominating, It's a system. Everything has to run exactly within the parameters of the system. And for me as a business owner, when I first started, I was like hustle mode. I got to be on my Instagram. I got to be constantly promoting myself. And what I realized is I was moving from this place of force, of trying to create, of forcing my essence into creating something for a gain right? I was trying to gain something out of it. And what really helped me is to recognize that this is an opportunity not to be of service to make money, but to be of service to truly help others and the planet at large. And when you shift into the mindset of being of service to yourself in your daily life, when you remember that you get to be your number one priority you can start to practice the letting go of force. And I still, every day, I see this because I've created a little thing. It says, when you feel like you're losing control or you are forcing something, let go. It's allowing yourself to let go, to let an idea come to you. Women, we create life. We hold literal babies in our bodies for almost 10 months. When we're working in a masculine and feminine balanced space, we create systems for ourselves in which to flow, which is the masculine. And then within that system, we create slowly with intention, just like creating a baby in the body, allowing the idea to come in slowly, to gather the idea, to nurture the idea, to play with it, to... Allow it to naturally unfold and not really worry about the system. And remembering when the system and that push and that do, do, do comes in, just, oh, maybe I should put this down for a second, no matter what it is. And remembering you're already doing it.
0: <laughs> yes. I definitely, in the past couple of months, really have gotten caught up in just like the do, 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 go, go, go situation. Because I'm starting a business now on top of school and on top of all these fun things that I'm doing, it just seems like I'm always just like going, going, going. And I think also it has to contribute to the fact that I no longer have a routine. And so I should get back to that. But I think you know my favorite book in the entire world is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And I think this is just bringing me back to that because that's the first book I read when I started getting into all of this. And I remember over and over and over again, a repeating theme that book is like, just surrender to all of it. And I was like, whoa, that is what I need right now. Because I was just trying to control and do everything that I could in my power because that's what I felt. That's what made me feel good. It was just trying to control It it all. It made you feel safe. Oh, yeah. Because that's how sort of back then, like that's how my anxiety worked. In order for me to like not feel anxious, I had to plan out my every minute and just make sure that I was going by schedule. And I think nowadays like I'm just so much more lenient with my schedule and like obviously yes, we schedule things in because like you know, we need to if like doing stuff like podcast interviews and stuff like that. But after my work day, I'll often just go out and grab dinner or go out and run errands like in the middle of Wednesday afternoon. I never would be able to do that before, and I'm be like, no, I have to do this, X, y, and Z, but it's like, no. I can just go around my errands now. Like no one's telling me I can't. And so I think just that freedom to allow myself to just do what I feel, quote unquote, like called to do in that moment is just so helpful. And I would love if you can sort of add your two cents to that. Totally. So one of the things that I give as
1: soul work to my clients, especially my clients that are in that perfectionist, that kind of A-list type, the doer, the go-getter, and the homework is, and I'm also, I'm a recovering perfectionist, (laughs) is to do one day a week where you have nothing scheduled. You make absolutely no plans and that is your day. You wake up and you're like, what do I want to do now in this moment? And you let the day unfold because that's going to help you to practice being safe in a place of the unknown. It's a place to practice feeling safe in creating room for your inner intuition and what you really want to do to start to come through. And often a whole day is a little scary to start with. You're like, oh my God, what? No, I've definitely had clients tell me that. I'm like, cool. So just schedule one afternoon where you block your schedule on a Wednesday, 1 p.m., I'm done. And then ask yourself in that moment when you're finished, cool, what do I want to do right now? It can even be as simple as waking up and asking your inner child or your highest self to dress you that day. Right? It's things like that that are going to help to bring in that flow, that release of things needing to be a certain way. Every Sunday, I have Goddess Day. My phone is on silent. Nobody can touch me. Everybody knows. Jess is on Goddess Day. If I get to see her, I'm lucky. If I get contacted by her, I'm lucky. But that's it for me because it helped me to turn onto the intuition. And it also helps me to just like really remember that I am my number one. I get to date myself. I get to love myself. I show up for myself. And I get to have that conversation with myself of like, Oh my God, what do I do next? And allowing myself to have permission to go, Cool, I can actually do nothing next.
0: That's what Saturdays look like a lot for me. Sometimes I'm always home in the weekend, but like when I'm not home, that's what it looks like. I wake up whenever the hell I want to and I stay in bed for however long I need to because I can. No one's saying like, oh yeah, like work every single day of the week because that's not what you should do. But I think that at first, I would even plan my Saturdays and I would plan it out, not like make plans, but plan it out being like, Okay, today's Saturday. I'm not going to do anything. But when I don't do anything, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to not do anything. And it's like, no, it's like, I'm just going to let it all go. Don't even think about it. For me, like, I just work all week and I work on Sundays too. I don't work work, but I have like to attend to a job on Sundays. So I'm pretty much on six days of the week. And so, like, Saturdays, it's like, okay, I just don't have to do any tasks at all. Whatsoever, because the rest of my week is all full of tasks. And I know that ne- the next upcoming week is just like the repeat of tasks. And especially with school and business and all my jobs, it gets exhausting sometimes. And so just to take that day, sometimes I'll get to the point where it's like, I just want to have like a whole week where I can just like sleep and just not do anything at all. But then I know that's not reality. So I know I have to sort of take time to recover in a sense. And I think a lot of the time, many people forget to do that. And so what is your biggest recommendation? You mentioned the practice for people who are like, I literally can't do that. What is your biggest recommendation for them to get in some sort of time to check out? The biggest thing is anytime
1: you are feeling, oh my God, I can't do that. The like impending doom, the like intense pressure, bring your left hand to your heart, your right hand to your belly, close your eyes, feel your feet on the earth, And three deep breaths. And if you're in a rush, 10 deep breaths. And then say, okay, what do I get to do now? So often we have a to do list of things that I have to do. And that word in and of itself is already putting this energy of like a weight of, oh my God, I have to do this. Oh man. And it's just perpetuating this idea of it being heavy, of it being something that has to get done, or you are bad, wrong, not good enough. And when you can shift your to-do list into the I get to list, it reminds you of the joy, why you are in it, why you're in school, why you're running a business, why you're also working and hustling on the side. It reminds you exactly why you have created this beautiful space for yourself. And whenever you think that you don't have the time and this is just a little mantra that I love to play with. Is I am on time all the time, no matter what time it is. Wow! Wow! Wow!
0: Wow! wow. That is powerful. <laughs> I'm like so mesmerized. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> no, that is truly powerful because I think one of the mantras that I used to say to myself all the time was: use the time you have and get done whatever you can. Just let the rest go. I was literally getting up and. in the morning. And I was going to bed at 11 o'clock because I was like, I need to get everything done. I have so much to do. It got to the point where the more hours I was staying up, the less I was getting done. And so I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have less time in my day. And then miraculously, somehow, I got more done. And then even the things I didn't get done, I was like, all right, fine. I didn't get done today. Oh, well. Sucks to be it. And so that was a big thing for me because I was just so gung-ho about if I wake up at 3.30 and just hustle all day, I'll be the most successful person. And then obviously, I burnt out millions of times. And I was like, wait, maybe this isn't the right thing for me. So now it's like, I don't do that anymore. And it's been more of me being able to just sort of like do what I feel like I need to do, not like what I actually need to do, if that makes sense. I don't know, it's just so powerful to have that shift because it makes all the difference. So, I want to ask cuz obviously you and I like we're in this, you know, and like and like it's just something that we just know. But there's definitely someone listening to this right now who is not as in it as we are and they're like, "Wait, what the heck are they guys talking about?" And I want your opinion like what should be their first step? If they want to get into sort of more of the intuitive type of way of living? What should be their first step and how can they begin to change their thinking to pretty much restructure their life? Great question.
1: One, the fact that they are listening to this right now, they're already taking that first step. The awareness, that inner knowing of something's got to change. I'm really curious, but I don't know where to start. You're already starting. And to follow that to follow that little inkling, to follow that curiosity, to actually ask for support. If you are inspired or you read something and you love that book, find other books, let them find you. Once you have the awareness that you are ready to expand in this space, keep your eyes open. Keep your heart open because the universe, the world, the people around you are going to start giving you pretty clear signs. Just be open, follow that feeling and reach out. If you are like, I'm so into this, I want to get to know this girl, like reach out. You could do it, right? Everybody is here to support you. Everything in the universe is here to support you when you allow yourself to expand and be
0: open to it. Before we roll into the final question of the podcast, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on social and just the web in general.
1: You can find me on Instagram at the only Jessa Lynn, So J-E-S-S-A-L-I-N. I am currently taking a hiatus from Instagram as I'm moving through a little bit of a family challenge right now, but I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> And you can find me on the web at
0: jessalynrose.com.
1: And I can't wait to
0: see you. Yes, I will have everything linked down below for you guys. And let's roll into the final question of the podcast. This is the question that I ask every single guest who has ever been on. So over 50 guests so far. And I want to know based off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion. What is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? Just go for it. Follow the crumbs.
1: And you know what? You gotta start somewhere. Where I started my business to where I am now, two totally different things. Oh, yeah. Really, truly. And the only way that you are ever going to fashion your passion and live your dream life is by taking that first leap take that first leap of faith, go for it. And then just allow yourself to fall down and just keep picking yourself back up.
0: Yes, for sure. Yes, 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 yes. For those of you listening, do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review as well as screenshot you listening to this episode and tag us on Instagram and Tell us what you learned. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.